This segment of the Rental Properties podcast series uh, is that we're already assuming that you've purchased a rental property and that it's ready to go for investment purposes. Now, there are some tax considerations that you need to be aware of, especially if you're dealing with commercial property, because there is GSD, uh, goods and services tax, uh, involved. Now, whether you are or you're not registered for GSD, uh, you might like to see your accountant or your uh, professional tax agent uh, to uh, determine whether you are whether you are required to register, especially in terms of if you purchase a commercial property and the property is subject to GSD, uh, maybe for reasons that it's vacant, uh, then you are entitled to claim the GSD credits, uh, provided that you register for GSD. Likewise, uh, income, uh, rent income on commercial property uh, is subject to GSD, and that needs to be declared to the ATO when you lodge your business activity statements. At the same time, any expenses relating to the property, uh, so for example, insurance, body corp, uh, repairs and maintenance, uh, agent commissions, uh, they are GST inclusive. And so you are able to claim GST credits on those types of expenses. Uh, obviously, rates and taxes and land tax uh, is not subject to GST. They are GST free uh, transactions. So you won't be able to claim GST on those. Uh, so that's some consideration uh, to take into account when you purchase uh, any commercial uh, invest property as an investment. Now, if you purchase a residential property as an investment, uh, the previous podcast uh, did uh, outline some GST considerations that need to be taken into account, especially if the property uh, is within uh, five years old. Uh, this is something new that the ATO has uh, come up with. Uh, there are GST withholding issues that you need to consider. Uh, so for that, please see your professional accountant or tax agent uh, for more advice. If need be, you can see a tax solicitor who is uh, very uh, well versed in GST and taxation issues, uh, and they will be able to help you there. Now, the most common types of property investors uh, are residential property. Uh, residential property is a simple, straightforward type of investment where you have rental income coming to you, uh, especially if it's uh, managed by a real estate agent. Now, sometimes you may not need a real estate agent to manage your property. You can, uh, you, you can have it privately managed. You can manage it yourself and therefore you can save uh, money on uh, property agent and management fees. However, it may potentially be in your best interest to uh, to engage a uh, agent in order to provide for you the best possible outcome in terms of uh, rental returns, uh, in which case uh, you will need to pay some sort of commission to your agent. Uh, and in most cases, your agent can also pay the outgoings of your property on your behalf. They can pay the council rates, uh, insurance and so on uh, on your behalf uh, and then deposit the remainder of the amounts uh, into your account. 
So uh, income, uh, the most common income is definitely uh, rental income and that needs to be declared to the ATO when you do your annual uh, tax return uh, after the end of the financial year or if you are investing in commercial property and if your income is going to be above $75,000 per year, uh, you will need to lodge quarterly business activity statements. Uh, if your income's below $75,000 a year and you are registered at Ring for GST because you want to claim the GST credits on purchase of the property, uh, then you can choose the option uh, potentially to lodge your business activity statement annually. Uh, but if you wish to claim the GST credit straight away after settlement on purchase of your commercial property, uh, you will need to uh, register and to uh, lodge your BAS uh, on a quarterly cycle. Now, your accountant and tax agent will give you all the proper advice in relation to that. Okay, expenses on your rental property. Some of the most common expenses, uh, especially if you have a loan uh, where borrowing will be discussed in the next episode, uh, interest on the loan on your rental property is tax deductible depending on the fact that you are using the interest uh, 100% uh, for your investment property. Uh, now that's a uh, way to minimize your tax, uh, especially if your uh, income is in the high range, if you have other sources of income. Uh, for example, let's say you're employed and the nature of your employment, uh, you have a high income. Now, if you want to lower your income, perhaps one way and one strategy of doing that is what we call negative gearing, which we'll discuss in the next uh, episode. Uh, that is if you're in, when your interest is above or more than the rental income that you receive. So interest is a deductible uh, item and you can claim that in your tax return. Some of the other deductions that you come across, uh, for example, if your property is managed by a real estate agent, you have agent management expenses. Uh, you also have uh, council rates, uh, water rates, uh, land tax, possibly insurance or body corp, uh, depending on where your property is and depending on who manages that. Uh, repairs and maintenance, uh, any other sort of sundry expenses that you can uh, claim. Uh, on your rental property. Now, the, this is a point to be very wary of. Uh, the ATO is cracking down on traveling expenses uh, in terms of going to your rental property to inspect it and all these sort of things. Uh, you can't really claim these kinds of expenses any longer. Uh, so that's just something that you need to be uh, very wary of. Um, obviously, your accountant and tax agent will have all the up-to-date information on what you can claim and what you can't claim on your rental property. Uh, now, the other thing that I do provide uh, advice on to clients on uh, when they come and see me about purchasing potential uh, new residential property uh, is uh, what we call tax depreciation reports. Now you can engage a quantity surveyor uh, to inspect your property to see what to, what are the assets or furniture and fixtures that are in your rental property uh, and to assess uh, the building cost, uh, how old the building is and what you can claim uh, potentially throughout the life uh, of the property uh, or while you're holding it for investment purposes. Uh, they put all this together in uh, what we call a uh, tax depreciation report. Uh, and in that report, you will have a, uh, a separate 
deductions. So, for example, you'll have a list of normal depreciation claims under Division 40 of the uh, Income Tax Act, where it will state to you what you can claim in terms of straight line depreciation or prime cost and diminishing value or they will, the report will list uh, all the years uh, and what you can claim at the end of each of these years. The other type of depreciation is capital works. Uh, that's on construction cost and on the total cost of the uh, building uh, overall. Uh, that's Division 43 of the income tax uh, legislation. Uh, and usually that's 2.5% per year uh, on the uh, building cost. So let's say your building cost uh, $500,000. We're not taking land into account. We're only taking the cost of the construction. So in the report, we'll outline for you that the building costs $500,000. 2.5% of that is whatever that amount is uh, per year. And that you can claim in your tax return as capital works. And guess what? you have evidence to back it up. You have the tax depreciation report. Now, yes, it will cost you money to pay for the quantity surveyor, but guess what? That also is tax deductible in your rental uh, property schedule. And uh, the good thing is uh, depreciation and capital works, uh, whatever the amounts are each year is what you'll put as part of your depreciation and capital works deductions. That's another way to maximise your rental deductions and minimise your overall tax liability. Uh, so they're just some of your common uh, tax deductions that you can claim on uh, rental uh, property. Now, there you'll see also stationary telephone postage uh, uh, category in your tax return. You can claim some of that, uh, but there's limits as to what you can claim on that. So please uh, see your tax accountant, see your tax agent, uh, your professional accountant. They'll help you out uh, with that. Uh, and chances are also uh, your real estate agent uh, will also provide you with a annual tax uh, statement uh, or annual rental statement, I should say, on uh, what you've received uh, throughout the whole year uh, as a year to date ending 30th of June and all of the expenses that the agents uh, have paid on your behalf. Uh, so that will uh, be a document that you need to keep for your records because you'll be using that uh, or you'll be sending that to your accountant uh, in order to prepare the tax return uh, on your rental schedule. So uh, I do hope that this episode uh, has covered a little bit of uh, income and deductions and what you can claim. Now, uh, on a final matter, uh, repairs and maintenance. That has been a issue that's on the hotspot of the ATO uh, because what has what they've been seeing is uh, huge volumes of repairs and maintenance that have been claimed, uh, whereas they have actually been improvements and not repairs. Now, you can talk to your accountant and your tax agent on the difference between repairs and maintenance and improvements. Basically, an improvement is completely replacing something with another thing. So uh, unfortunately, if you have done that, uh, it's not a repair. So if, let's say, for example, uh, the kitchen on your rental property uh, looks in bad shape and you want to renovate it. Unfortunately, you cannot claim those amounts as repairs and maintenance. Uh, you can claim them uh, over a certain number of years, uh, over its estimated life, uh, which we will call, we, we can call depreciation or uh, capital works. 
So kitchen construction and any other rental property construction, any additional construction costs, uh, they will be classified as capital works and uh, need to be classified accordingly. Because the last thing we want to see is you claiming uh, a huge amount of uh, repairs and maintenance only for the ATO to come knocking on your door and say, well, when, when you show them the invoices, they'll, they'll come to the conclusion, well, you can't really claim those as repairs and maintenance because it's in the form of construction or it's in the form of a uh, improvement. Now, a repairs and maintenance is uh, really if you are just, uh, you know, repairing something, fixing something and restoring it back uh, to a uh, proper working condition. Uh, whereas an improvement uh, means you are replacing something completely out of its place and replacing it with something. You're taking something right out and you're replacing it with something completely new. Uh, you can't claim that as a deduction, unfortunately. Uh, now, also in terms of repairs or maintenance, uh, you can claim your gardening and lawn mowing expenses. Uh, if you engage uh, someone out there to do all that mowing and gardening for you, uh, you can claim that in uh, its proper place. Uh, so that's just a little tip on uh, a difference between repairs and maintenance and improvements. Uh, I trust that you are aware of uh, matters like this. Uh, if you are unclear, again, uh, please see your accountant or uh, tax agent. Uh, on a final note, uh, I do work in an accounting practice. Um, if you do want to get in touch with me, I'll be happy to make an appointment with you uh, and provide you more, with more uh, specific uh, uh, advice uh, in relation to your own personal circumstances. Stay tuned for the next podcast episode where we'll discuss in more detail uh, borrowing and how that's going to benefit you more in the long run in terms of reducing your tax um, and what to look out for in terms of borrowing and uh, uh, interest expenses.